Welcome to the Colts Free Agent Preview Podcast, a look at some key in-house free agents this offseason. Now, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back again to the Free Agent Preview Podcast here on the Colts Audio Network, Colts.com, the Colts mobile app as well. As we heard, I'm Matt Taylor inside the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio, joined by J.J. Stangovitz and Casey Vallier. And this is our second free agency preview, putting a spotlight on some key in-house free agents this offseason. Earlier this week, we dove into Michael Pittman Jr. and his free agency capsule. Check that out now again on Colts.com or wherever you download your podcasts on the Colts Audio Network. But today we're talking all things Gardner Minshew. Minshew at quarterback. And, of course, Minshew and Pittman, two of 13 unrestricted free agents for the Colts heading into March 13th, the start of the new league year. Casey, whenever you have a quarterback that started 13 games for you, made the Pro Bowl, did some good things, kept the Colts in the playoff contention for most of the season, we're going to have to stop and we're going to have to talk all about it, my friend. How you doing? I am good. No, you're, you're spot on with that. It is a wild situation, though, when you think about all of those numbers you just laid out and the other guy that's kind of on that quarterback depth chart you're kind of looking at as the guy of the future. So it is an interesting quarterback conversation, but you're absolutely right. Indeed. JJ, you doing all right? I was just rocking out to that intro music, <laughs> to be totally <laughs> honest. some ACDC uh, qualities here. about keep it. That, keep that bed throughout the whole podcast. That was great. Do a little air guitar. Da, 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 da. I, have, I have no idea what you said for the first 35 <laughs> seconds. Just play the music. Oh, you said my name? Okay, I'll start talking. <laughs> Good stuff right there, boys. All right, here's the lead up on Mr. Minshew. Of course, signed a one-year deal in free agency with the Colts last March, reuniting with Shane Steichen, who was his offensive coordinator for two years in Philadelphia. Minshew played in 17 games for the Colts, as we said, started 13 of them, threw for over 3,300 yards, won a career-high seven games, 15 touchdown passes, nine interceptions, uh, was named an alternate to the Pro Bowl, uh, started his Colts tenure competing for the starting job with Anthony Richardson halfway through camp. The Colts named Richardson the starter, but because of a concussion, uh, a knee injury, and a shoulder injury, Minshew received over 80% of the team's reps at quarterback last season. So the first question or the first jumping off point here in terms of the discussion, J.J., Minshew in terms of his season, did he show enough this year to be considered a, a starting quarterback by other teams? Because among free agent quarterbacks, he threw for the second most passing yards this season behind Baker Mayfield. The, the question becomes – how many teams are going to need a starting quarterback this offseason? I think baseline, you look at what he did, and you look at how he steadied this Colts team throughout the season, made some plays when he needed to, played within the structure of the offense when he needed to, and showed improvement when he needed to. I mean, the first couple games of the year, he he had a number of fumbles that then got cleaned up as the season went on. Yeah. I think absolutely you could look at Gardner Minshew and say that guy can be a starting quarterback. I don't think you're saying – He's a long-term solution, but if you're looking at it from the aspect of he's a bridge quarterback who gets you to your next guy, so what team could then look at Gardner Minshew and say, you know what, maybe we're not ready to draft a quarterback this year, but 2025, we'll look to that guy, or maybe we're not ready to take a guy in the top 10 this year, but we just need someone to get us to that next stage of our, our program while keeping things afloat. I think Gardner Minshew absolutely gets you there. For the Colts, I think they would love to keep him. But if you're Gardner Minshew, 
are you going to pass up an opportunity to start? That that seems, right, right. you know, you, we know how much of a competitor that he is. So if a team does come in and say, hey, we're willing to offer you a, a really good shot to start. Maybe we'll take a quarterback in the first round. Maybe we won't. We haven't decided yet, but you're going to get this shot. You know, and the, the Colts are going to say, we'd love to have you back. But Anthony's our guy. Yeah. You know, I think that's probably a, a situation where you might see Gardner go somewhere else. Yeah, all, all great points there. And, and Casey, perhaps we should have started here. And JJ just alluded to it there at the end of that. I mean, the amount of professionalism that I thought Gardner Minshew displayed, how impressed were you with his, again, professionalism, maturity? Because the Colts brought him in here in free agency well before – they drafted a quarterback fourth overall in the draft with Anthony Richardson. How impressed were you with just the way he handled all of the different hats that he had to wear and all the different situations that he found himself in last year? No, I, I think that's part of the that's part of the all equation. That that kind of goes into the first question you ask if he's a starting caliber quarterback. And I think part of me says when you look at there's 32 teams in the league, I would say he's one of the best 32 in the league playing the position. But he also gives you more where he can help with a young guy and growing them. So it's it's yeah, all encompassing. Right. So when JJ talks about kind of that bridge quarterback, he's he's kind of the the outlier in some ways where he can be a bridge quarterback, but also a guy you can you can you can sign and be a long term guy in that room, mm-hmm. not necessarily the guy at that spot. So like here, you know, he would kind of fall into that you know, long-term backup here in India. Mentor. I think, you know, he kind of knows that. Mm-hmm. But you talk about what he dealt with this year. I'm not saying that, that I know every quarterback out there would have just thrown in the towel. But there's a lot of guys that, you know, every player in this league wants to play. That's the reason yeah, that right. they're at this level. Mm-hmm. And he never once took any of that at like, oh, well, I'm just going to sulk here and yeah, not I mean, get my he, paycheck. I mean, there's a reason that they went out and went six and seven or seven and six with him as a starting quarterback. Correct. And it's because he did all of that work preparing as a starter, even though he wasn't getting those yeah. starter well, reps. Remember, so. remember the, the press conference he gave when Anthony Richardson was named starting quarterback in training camp. And it was very much like, heck yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Right. But I'll okay. Now, yeah, I, now I it's came my here to j- compete and right. start and get the job. Right. So yeah. But yep, now absolutely. it's my job to exactly. support him however I can and be right. ready in case I'm I need to play. That was the perfect way to go about it. Yeah, he he came in here, competed his tail off in the spring in the early part of training camp until Anthony Richardson was named the starter in, in mid August. And even then, like you said, he didn't change his approach. And, and his support, his professionalism uh, for that position. That's why I think Minshew was able to come in right away in games against the Texans in week two and carve him up off the bench, yeah. right? Um, I, I think the big thing now is he knows he can play. He wants to be more than a backup. He right. wants to find the right situation and the right setting for him, uh, either be the starter or go somewhere else where he has a chance to legitimately compete for playing time. Wherever he goes, that team's going to get a true pro. There's yeah. no doubt he's got – you know, he's got this laid-back, kind of chill personality. I think we all know what I'm talking about as far as that goes. He has this uh, interesting aura about him. But don't let that, uh, you know, don't get confused by that with, with someone who doesn't, you know, care, someone that doesn't work his tail off every day because that's what Gardner Minshew did every single day for the Indianapolis Colts. All right, teams that are, are quarterback needy, Casey, at the top of the draft, they are likely to fill those needs, of course, by – selecting a quarterback in this year's deep quarterback draft class based on everything you read. So if Minshew finds it hard to find 
a starting quarterback destination this spring in free agency. What do you think his desire will be to return to the Colts, come back to this locker room where he knows the culture, he knows the playbook, and he definitely is really familiar with Shane Steichen and what he's trying to run on offense? You know, as a fan and as just an employee here and getting to know Gardner, over, I'm all for it. I mean, I think he is a guy that I said at one point during the year, I'd even said, hey, go ahead and see if you can extend him now. You know, like bring him back because you, you talk about that relationship he has with Shane and yeah. you hear Shane and guys like Jim Bob Cooter and Anthony Richardson in that talking about the way Gardner is on the sidelines and in practice. I mean, he's essentially like a third coach out there. He knows this offense. He knows the guys. So I think that would help so much. And, and you talk about the important – I mean, I feel like 2023 was essentially the year of the backup quarterback, and you talk about yeah. who was the best of that bunch, and I think arguably anybody would say that Gardner Minshew was that guy. So being able to bring that back, and you know you have the confidence, the trust in your backup quarterback that if something were to happen, you don't really miss a beat. And that's one of the things that Gardner Minshew does, especially here just because of that familiarity with Shane and within this offense. I mean, if you're, if you're Gardner Minshew and you're evaluating your options for a backup role, you know, if maybe a starting job doesn't come to fruition in free agency, you know, obviously the Colts will have to pay for it. Yeah. You're, you're not, you know, that that is a, a factor that you have to acknowledge. But I think the situation here where, you know, like you mentioned, Casey, he knows the culture. He knows what Shane Steichen expects. He, you know, yeah. even this is maybe a little bit silly, but when he received the Nickelodeon MVP of MVPs <laughs> this week, yes. he talked about <laughs> Not slimy silly. Shane Steichen in there. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I just think that, that that relationship between those two is so important because Gardner also can be, you know, kind of like almost a translator for Anthony in a way. Right. Um, you know, to help Anthony Richardson pick things up. But then the other aspect of it is, okay, you're, you're coming in to be a backup. Like, think about last year – when Mike White was in not a similar situation, but he had won some games with the Jets in 2022. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, maybe on that border of, like, could he be a bridge guy or is he a backup? And he signed with the Miami Dolphins because they offered him quite a bit of money, but they offered him quite a bit of money because Tua Tagovailoa, it wasn't a guarantee that right. Tua was going to be able to play with all the concussions he suffered in the year prior. And then Tua goes on and he plays every single game. That's the ideal situation. Right. You you know, you keep Gardner here and you have him there in case something happens to Anthony, but ideally you don't need him. But just having him on your team, it's almost that security blanket that's right. That you might be able to have, plus then that connection he has with Shane is really important. Well, that's a, another good segue because the, the another question I have, does it make sense? This is for both of you. How about a, a multi-year deal to bring back Gardner Minshew to bring stability at the backup quarterback? Because, as you said, he always gives you a chance to win. Minshew said just last week at the Pro Bowl that he wouldn't mind having somewhere to, to call home, right, finding a long stay somewhere after kind of bouncing around uh, in the early part of his career, Jacksonville, Philadelphia, now with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, three teams in the last four years. And also, I hate to say it, but you got to live in reality, Casey and J.J., Anthony Richardson's played 173 snaps, yep. right? I mean, you're talking about a guy that, knock on wood, Colts fans don't want to hear this, but until Anthony Richardson proves that he can stay healthy, coming off, he's going to have to reboot 
his rookie season to a degree next year in year number two because of all that missed time with injuries. Is it a good insurance package to have Gardner Minshew on this team despite having to give him more money than you did last year in a one-year deal back in March of 2023? Yeah, I, I absolutely think that's that's true, Matt. Um, and you look at what happened. You hate to say that, but that's, but, that's but, the reality. But it is. It. I mean, right. the reali- and that's what I just talked about with Mike White. The reality was for right. the Dolphins, Tua had to prove he could stay healthy. Yep. Same goes with Anthony Richardson now. But you look around the league, and last year there were a number of quarterbacks who got two-year contracts, backups. Taylor Heineke, Andy Dalton, Jarrett Stidham, Mike White, Case Keenum, uh, Brian Hoyer, and P.J. Walker all got two-year contracts, as uh, Nick Mullins as well with the the Vikings. So there were a number of guys who teams said, we're going to commit that extra year and the extra money that comes with that because we believe you're – you're the guy who we need in this building, not just for next year, but for the next couple of years. And you think about if you, you were to give Gardner a multi-year contract, you're keeping him here through at least year two, year three mm-hmm. of Anthony's rookie development. Right. And you see this a lot, too, where teams will have that veteran backup for the start of a rookie's yep. career. And then once that guy hits year four, year five, that's when you say – you know what, okay, Jake Browning's our backup to right. Joe Burrow, or Easton Stick is our backup to Justin Herbert. You go with the younger guy because now you're hopefully committing more money to the starting quarterback, right. but you also had that veteran, like the uh, the Chargers had Chase Daniel. Exactly. Where you had that veteran who can just be, you know, help out Justin Herbert with whatever he needs. They had Tyrod Taylor earlier in Herbert's career. That sort of is the model that a lot of teams have gone to. So that, that's a long-winded way of saying if Gardner Minshew were to leave for somewhere else, I would probably expect the Colts to still bring in a veteran to be the backup in that spot behind Anthony. And that's exactly who I thought of was Chase Daniel, even like a Chad Hinney with what he did in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like these guys who they're they're so valuable as kind of that third offensive. Well, maybe I guess if you throw in the quarterbacks coach, it's kind of like a fourth offensive mind for the yeah. young quarterback. And, and everything that you heard for, about what Gardner did this year, it alludes all right to that. I think it's it's I'm 100% on board with a multi-year deal if he were to come back here just because you know then what you're going to get and how he's going to bring yeah. AR along. I think his impact on the locker room and everybody around him is so invaluable, yeah. and it really can't be overlooked because, to your point, it, it's not really a guarantee that – Somebody else, an- another backup quarterback would come in and be as, I guess the word would be gracious uh, or self-aware, as self-aware as Gardner Minshew, who, who came in, as we said, embraced uh, Anthony Richardson, embraced his situation, fully acknowledged that the franchise belongs to Anthony long-term. I think it just, again, we, we, we've said this many times, it takes a very special person and a special personality to be able to come in, lead, and gain respect of the locker room right away as Gardner Minshew did. And I think Gardner, I think he would admit that he didn't know what his long-term future was with the club. And everybody else in the locker room knew that too, yet they were willing to buy in and to to lead from Gardner Minshew's actions and his words on and off the field. Well, the the difference there in 2023 to 2024 as the Colts evaluate this is when the Colts did sign Gardner Minshew last year, they didn't know who they were going to take fourth Mm -hmm. overall. And there were scenarios where that wasn't going to be a quarterback. 
You're you're playing all these things out. <laughs> Colts, I, Colts fans don't want to hear that. <laughs> look, it worked out great. It worked out great. But everything okay, was on the table. What if, what if Anthony Richardson went third overall? You know, you got to play that out, right? Yep. yep. Um. So you you went, and that's where Gardner Minshew, I think, is the perfect when you talk about bridge quarterback. Like you can you can sign him, and then say, you know what, we're going to actually go ahead and draft our quarterback of the future. And we hope he's going to be ready. If he's not, you can play. If he starts the season and he's not ready, you can get back in there and play. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gardner's going to handle it with professionalism, and he's going to be good on the field. He's going to play good football. But if you're also looking at it from the Colts' perspective this year, yeah, you know, coming into this job, you are not the guy. But Gardner having that kind of equity in the locker room, yeah. I think would go a long way compared to a different backup. But having said that, like we talked about, Casey, you're in the NFL to play. You're not in the NFL to be a backup. I was listening to an interview with Chase Daniel where he talked about, and this is a guy who was a lifetime backup, yeah. a 13-year backup in the NFL, and he talked about how much of a gut punch it was when in 2016 the Vikings, uh, he thought he was going to start when they traded, or the, the Eagles traded Sam Bradford to the Vikings on like cutdown day, and he thought for a couple hours he was going to start until Doug Peterson called him and said, we're going with Carson Wentz. Yeah. And he said that was such a gut punch because he was like, I finally got my chance. Yeah. Like, these guys want to play. You want to be the guy. Gardner, when he signed with Philly a couple of years ago, or he got traded to Philly, was sort of like, well, we'll see what Jalen Hurts does, but you're probably going to be the guy behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really his first opportunity to play since he was in Jacksonville. you got to think he's going to look for that again, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't come to fruition, yeah, I think you, you, know, you would love to have him back here. And this is this is really silly, but you talk about what he did in the locker room. It, you, you can't the, – the locker room, it's a sacred place, and these guys, they they don't fall into the trap of you not – You can't like, BS the locker room. You can't BS the locker room, and yeah. these guys bought in. That 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 is such a good point that you brought up earlier, Matt, because, like, I mean, it didn't matter who you talked to inside that locker room. They were all behind Gardner Minshew, and that does mean a lot. All right, lastly, to close out here, one final uh, food for thought, if you will. As you said, Casey, the uh, the year of the backup quarterback was this past season. I mean, I don't know what the number was, but I read over 55 quarterbacks started a game last year, <laughs> and you had some blasts from the past. You had Joe Flacco, Joe, yeah. uh, Drew Locke. You had some newcomers, Aiden O'Connell, Mason Rudolph. You know, Rudolph would be a blast from the past guy. Uh, Easton Stick started games, Taylor Heineke, Bailey Zappi, the list kind of goes on and on there. Uh, so for both of you, to kind of wrap it up here, how much is, is worth, you know, how much money can you spend on a backup quarterback, knowing you're going to have to maybe uh, kind of pony up for uh, Michael Pittman Jr. potentially? You've got some other key in-house free agents. How much is too much for a backup quarterback, or is it uh, the other side of the coin where you say, hey, Anthony Richardson's, our quarterback, but he's on a rookie contract. We can afford to splurge at some other areas for the time being. Casey, what is what's your line in the sand there? That's a that's a really good one because you, what you mentioned there on the back half with Anthony Richardson being on that rookie deal, I do think it helps give you more flexibility throughout the roster development. I mean, I think you see part of that maybe went into play when you look at the Jonathan Taylor contract because you look at it and say, okay, by the time we're going to pay our guy, you know, where contracts go, it, it kind of moves off the book. So a lot of that does kind of play into that. As Chris Ballard said, we aren't paying a quarterback right now. So yeah. that does play into it. I don't know how that plays into it in that backup quarterback role, but I do think that there is, 
you know, warrant behind it. Like if you look at this, one of the conversations I think we had multiple times with national guests throughout the year of how important is it seeing what Gardner Minshew can do. And and it goes back to, you know, the Niners, they have their quarterback situation set and Mm -hmm. then they draft. I know it's Mr. Irrelevant, but they draft Brock Purdy. So I'm anxious to see kind of the the way that teams are going to shift. If they're going to start drafting quarterbacks, even when they have guys, and then those guys that aren't drafting, are they paying a little bit more for that security blanket because it is the most important position in sports? So yeah. You've got to make sure you've got a couple plans in place. And I think Gardner Minshew definitely opened some eyes, especially here and I'm sure elsewhere, to say, hey, you know what? If we do get into that situation where we need to go to the guy number two, he can really you know, put his foot forward and, and lead a team. It's rare that a backup quarterback is going to take you really far. Yeah. Except the San Francisco 49ers have kind of shown that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Brock Purdy was a third stringer. Yeah. He's in the Super Bowl. So um, I think the way to look at it is Anthony Richardson's contract gives you a lot of flexibility across the roster, whether it's, you know, Jonathan Taylor getting that extension, Michael Pittman, whatever happens with him, um, you know, some guys on defense. But the Colts right now, just looking at it, they are uh, currently – they have the sixth lowest cap allocation to the quarterback position for 2024. Wow. That's without, you know, knowing what's going to happen with Gardner yeah. or whatever happens at backup. But there's room there. The The NFL average the teams are spending on their quarterback in 2024 is $27.8 million cap dollars. The Colts are uh, well below that. Well below. Let's just say yeah. they're well below that. So you have some wiggle room. Well, well, well below that. Uh, you, you have that wiggle room if you want to go that route of say, hey, we. it's important for us to have that backup spot solidified. Yeah. I think where I think where it's important is you look at, I mean, like, okay, if the Chiefs were to lose Patrick Mahomes for a season, it's probably not going to go very well. Right. Like because like what's the the drop off there? You know the the Ravens losing Lamar Jackson, they were yeah. sort of able to maybe sustain it, but they were never really a contender. I think a, a great backup quarterback can usually get you to the playoffs. The most important thing is getting the quarterback position right from a Anthony Richardson succeeds standpoint. Right. Yeah. I think we're talking about maybe raising your floor a little bit, but getting the quarterback position right, your starting quarterback, you right. could be one that raises your ceiling. Yeah. I still think it's important though to raise your floor. Because you don't want a year where, say, that quarterback gets hurt. And all of a sudden, you fall off and you go 3-14. and 14. That kind of losing, that the stink of that losing is harder to blow off than I think some people yep. think. So that's where having that, like, I mean, this year is a perfect example. If the Colts didn't get their backup quarterback right, you're talking about Shane Steichen's first year. Yeah, guy as can't coach. coach. Get him out of town. Right, right. right. This is a bust. Uh, you went, you know, 4-13, right. and 5-12. and 12, because you've got you know right. a, a really bad quarterback in there who can't win you games, that is a bigger problem. Right. And I know there are some people listening to this being like, well, that might have got us Marvin Harrison Jr. But then he's stepping into a situation where you got a bunch of losers on this team, and you have two straight years of losing. That is tough to get over, as opposed to going into this year now at nine and eight, you feel like you're building, you're ascending. Yeah. Uh, there's a big difference in a building and how a building feels sure. when you have that. Yeah, big difference mindset-wise. Good stuff right there. That's everything you need to know on Gardner Minshew at the quarterback position 
in free agency, the focus of today's Colts free agency preview podcast. Jay, I'm going to play the music for you. Coming yeah, up let's out rock here. out. Yeah, we're going to just inch up that music bed on our way out here. Coming up later this week, our spotlight on running back Zach Moss, who led the Colts in rushing last season. That's coming up. Jonathan Taylor is back under contract, should be healthy, should be good to go for next season. So what does that mean for Mr. Moss? Do the Colts have enough room in the backfield for two studs, Taylor and Moss together? We'll discuss that and a lot more. The money, uh, how much is too much of that position, all of that uh, being broken down later this week with Zach Moss, the uh, focus of our free agency preview podcast. But so far we've done Michael Pittman Jr. We've done Gardner Minshew and plenty more to come here throughout the course of the next couple of weeks in the offseason. For J.J. Stangovitz, he loved the music. Casey Vallier, I'm Matt Taylor, and we will do it again soon. Thanks for listening to the Free Agency Preview Podcast here on the Colts Audio Network.